Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on episode 10 of Chainsaw Man. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. Last we left off, you know, everybody was sort of, um, just recovering from that incident with Katana Man and the Snake Devil and all that, you know, a whole lot of stuff happened, a bunch of people died, Makima was seemingly killed, but then she wasn't really, she revealed some really rather disturbing powers, and now, you know, everybody's either sort of in the hospital or just kind of milling about. I feel like, out of the entire group, Aki is probably the worst for wear, considering that Himeno was a close friend and now she, uh, she is no longer among the living, so... Basically, Aki just has to deal with these two. And, you know, considering how they're squabbling over mere apples, you know, this doesn't bode well. I mean, I guess it's almost kind of worse that they're squabbling over an apple and that, you know, this is sort of like a result of power having fled from combat you know it's like ooh scaredy devil you don't deserve an apple it's also rather unfortunate that division 4 basically consists of them kobeni and maybe like a couple other people in total seeing as how so many people have died so many other people have quit Yeah, I'd imagine from Aki's perspective, this is the equivalent of a rather unfortunate Battlefield promotion. You know, he definitely wasn't looking to advance in public security, especially in this manner, you know. Aki, at the very least, strikes me as moderately unhinged in that he's fixated on killing the gun devil, so, you know, I feel like promotions don't matter too much if they don't serve that ultimate goal. So just to, uh, just add an extra layer of misfortune going on, Aki's asking the cursed devil presumably how much time he has left to live, and it informs him he has two years. So I guess that, in a sense, sort of explains his habit of smoking, you know. If he's not going to live long enough to have to suffer through lung cancer, you know, why bother holding off? I don't know. You know, it's like a good and a bad thing, because if you know you're going to die, you can live without regrets. But on the other hand, knowing you're going to die and when you're going to die, I feel like that's Basically just having, like, the sort of Damocles hanging over your head, you know? Sometimes I'd rather not know, you know? I suppose it is doubly unfortunate that his smoking habit is mainly the result of his association with Himeno. You know, she got him into it. And... I mean, thinking about it, that's really the only connection he has left. I think he has, like, one cigarette from her.
you know, at least Denji has the good grace to sort of forego the manga he was going back to collect. You know, even if he is sort of, like, remembering and fantasizing. Now, this is actually, I think, one of the more interesting parts of Chainsaw Man. You know, Denji's starting to become a little introspective here, you know. He was sad when Pochita died, but he doesn't really care about Himeno. And... Well, you know, maybe he doesn't care is kind of strong, but, like, he's already pretty open about how he wouldn't particularly care about Power or Aki if they were to die. And so this is sort of like building up to this wider theme. It's like, you know, in taking on the Chainsaw Devil, have I become less human? And the answer is decidedly maybe, you know. This is a theme that came up in Devilman. You know, basically, the main character, Akira, having taken on the powers of a devil and the body of a devil, has he become less human as a result? And the answer is yes and no. You know, he's certainly rather eager to spill blood, but at the same time, there are people he cares about. Now, the big difference between Chainsaw Man and Devil Man is that, you know, Denji, he thought about it for a little bit, but ultimately he's decided it's, you know, probably not that big a deal, and it's not fun to think about, so, you know, just kind of ignore it. And, you know, maybe that's the better approach after all, if thinking about it's only going to cause mental anguish. So just kind of like I was saying before... The idea of this battlefield promotion has sort of come into effect. Aki is going to be needed for coaching Division 4. Poor guy. So, seeing as how everything had basically happened all at once, 
I guess it's pretty understandable that Makima had waited until now to do what she's about to do. But, you know, she's essentially going to put Denji and Power through some pretty rigorous training. And I don't quite remember exactly, but I believe we have seen the teacher before briefly in a flashback. And at the time, I believe um, it was a flashback when Himeno had lost her first partner. So already, he's sort of asking some weird questions, and I feel like um, Denji and Power aren't exactly answering them correctly. Well, you know, I take that back. I guess they met the criteria that he was hoping for. You know, I guess the idea is that they are truly pragmatic, for want of a better term. You know, they don't care about revenge. They don't care if their friends die. They don't even care about what side they're on, so long as it suits them. And I guess that kind of makes sense. So, the idea here is basically to ensure that they stay on humanity's side by making it, if not necessarily worth their while... I guess, more trouble for them to switch sides, as it were. So, you know, I guess, just in case it wasn't clear based on the questions he was asking them and sort of, like, his overall demeanor, he has decided it politic to, uh, break their necks by crushing their vertebrae, you know? That's uh, a rather nice introduction, I think, you know? Just really to uh, get the full measure of what this guy is about. So I feel like, um, you know, he's not just doing this just for the sake of it. I feel like there is a wider purpose behind what he's doing. And in fact, you know, this is the case. The idea is that, you know, Denji and Power, their bodies are superficially similar to those of humans, but, you know, they can recover from remarkable wounds with just a little bit of blood. So I guess the idea here is that if this guy is like a special Division I veteran, then the idea here is that he's probably the, uh, the premier devil killer on the scene. So if anybody devil adjacent is going to learn how to fight it would be against somebody like him so this guy is kind of interesting in the sense that you know Jimeno sort of mentioned that any really good devil hunter has to have a couple screws loose you know He's trained people before, but never devils. And eventually, he had the drunken revelation that if you really want to train devils, who better than the best devil hunter on the block to basically kill them over and over again until they can survive? I mean, I feel like it might not be productive to throw them into the deep end immediately.
Yeah, this is a rather unfortunate first training session. You know, Denji wheels on him with the hammer and he just sort of ventilates him multiple times and uh, basically just incapacitates him. You know, I'd imagine being stabbed through the head like that would prove fatal, but, you know, if what he said before is true, a little bit of blood's all it'll take to uh, seal up those wounds. So, you know, I'm not sure I agree with this guy's methods, you know, slicing up his trainees so relentlessly, but I guess if the idea is that they'll be better in the long run, you know, maybe it is worth it. So, unfortunately, Denji and Power aren't the only ones who are in a bad state. Aki seems to have pissed off the fox devil irredeemably, and now it's not going to honor the contract anymore. Or perhaps I should say the contract is null and void now. So, you know, seeing as how Aki had used the fox devil, if not, you know, constantly, like, pretty reliably, without something like that, I feel like he's going to be kind of sidelined unless he can line up another contract. The unfortunate thing is that forming another contract will require sacrifice. And seeing as how he's already basically got only two years left to live, I feel like there's not a whole lot he can offer unless he wants to take the route Jimeno took by offering bits of his body. You know, it is unfortunate the position Aki's in, because, you know, he has at most two years. That means he's going to need to, if he wants to get his goals done, kill the gun devil in those two years. And from what we already know, it's not exactly a feasible goal, you know. The gun devil's just sort of like in hiding and doing things mysteriously, working through proxies. I don't know if the topic has necessarily been addressed, but I don't believe there's been an even so much as a sighting of the gun devil in quite a while. So it's rather interesting that somebody's decided to visit Aki. We don't really see who it was, but it was somebody with dark hair. You know, obviously Jimeno's dead. I doubt it would be Kobeni. Maybe it was, um... Maybe it was a girl from one of those previous flashbacks whose boyfriend had previously been Jimeno's partner and he had died. And she sort of, uh, took it badly. I don't see why that would necessarily be the case, and I don't quite remember the explanation, but...
So obviously Denji and Power have had a very rough day of being killed over and over again. I feel like Power's choice of percussive maintenance was probably not as efficacious as she might have hoped. But... Well, no, beggars can't be choosers when, as they claim, they've died over 20 times. I'd imagine that has to take a toll on the body, even if you do regenerate. Or, if not the body, definitely the mind. You know, fortunately, I have very little experience in this field, but I haven't exactly died. So, that said, I can't imagine it's particularly pleasant in most cases. You know, it is interesting, that's sort of like how they answered the question before, they're almost contemplating just abandoning this whole business, and, you know, in fact, they might do so if they weren't actually hunted down and killed for real. You know, it's not like they're being treated with kid gloves, but at the same time, I feel like they'd be treated a hell of a lot worse if they actually did try to defect. So, Power has correctly deduced that their teacher's a bit of a drunkard. So, you know, all they really need to do is outthink him, seeing as how he's addled by alcohol. The problem is, the pair of them only have about three brain cells between the two of them. So, you know, naturally they think scheming and planning is going to be an easy thing, but... Ah... Uh, <laughs> Something tells me their plans are going to be half-baked at the best of times. You know, just to, just to really sell the point that they are smart now and they're using their noggins, they've elected to wear glasses. You might have um, correctly deduced that this doesn't actually make you smarter, but this doesn't seem to have occurred to them. I do find it interesting that the training has now extended into their homes, which is, um, I don't know, that kind of sucks, I would think, you know, not even being relatively safe in your own home, even if actual death is not on the table, necessarily. And, you know what? Giving power credit where credit is due, this is actually not a bad plan. It's just this guy's too good. Then, you know, maybe Denji should have struck, like, a little bit earlier than he actually did. Try and, like, catch him while he was busy with those spears. Now, you know, if that weren't bad enough, those glasses were kicked clean off his face. You know, how can he think properly if he doesn't have his glasses? I mean, I guess credit where credit is due, he's willing to tell them that this is probably the best plan they've concocted so far, but, you know, it was far from perfect. You know, power didn't account for becoming anemic after using so much blood, and Denji wasn't, I guess, really as on top of things as perhaps he should be. I feel like, uh... Their teacher's a little too preoccupied considering how he's decided to start hitting up bars instead. 
oh, you know, I take that back. I remember now. You know, he just sort of tells them, you know, I'm going to go out and drink. See you guys later. But, you know, why should Prey trust what a hunter says at face value? And, you know, fair enough. They probably shouldn't have fallen for something like that. Or rather, if they've fallen for it now, they definitely shouldn't fall for it again. So, it would seem that, in accordance with his needs on the job, Aki is going to make a contract with a stronger variety of devil. And... I'm somewhat reminded of um, SCP Foundation and all that stuff, where they have these sort of like mind-bending, reality-bending horrors, and they just sort of keep them locked up and cataloged. You know, it was pretty clear that they were heading deep underground to wherever this facility is, and it's rather dingy, and maybe poorly maintained isn't quite the right word, but it's certainly... Not a place you'd like to spend any amount of time. And presumably this is where they keep some really, really nasty devils who, for one reason or another, are amiable enough to form contracts or are, I guess, in a position where they have little choice but to offer contracts for their continued survival. Alright, so we're getting a little bit of explanation here. It would seem as though Jimeno's sister had decided to visit Aki. You know, it, it kind of gives a little bit of insight, you know... Himeno talked about Aki a fair degree, but she was also sort of worried about her family. But more than that, she was worried about Aki as well, you know. Basically, she was trying to get him to quit, essentially, so he doesn't end up dying in this line of work. And that's rather an admirable thing, but I feel like showing something like that to Aki... I feel like that would really only serve to just make things worse, honestly. You know, worse to the point of going to meet with the future devil, you know, who, by the admission of others, have had to give up half their lifespan to make a contract or give up both of their eyes. You know, that's some serious stuff. I mean... Half a lifespan in Aki's case, that's one year. You know, that's not... It's not that much, considering how much time he has left. But, you know, who knows? The future devil, the future being a capricious thing, might want something greater still. I do find it interesting that once they let him in, they sort of, like, lock the door behind him. I guess it makes sense, you know, you don't want the devil escaping or anything, but it does really remind me of SCP.
Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy.